I'm Dietrich Hunter, and this is Curate Curiosity. Hello again. I'm here with my friend Erica, um, and we are at St. John's. St. John's Episcopal Church. Awesome. We're out here in the garden, about to hear about Erica's best trip. Erica, why don't you just introduce yourself, tell the people a little bit about you. Sure. Uh, my name's Erica Zazo. I am a Chicagoan. I live here in the city. Uh, you know, outside of my full-time job, I'm a freelance writer. I cover travel, specifically outdoor adventure travel. Uh, my favorite things to write about are hiking and camping. Um, but I'm excited to talk today about another trip I've taken that wasn't so outdoorsy, but we did spend a lot of time outside um, internationally. So it, it'll be a fun conversation. I think so too. I'm super stoked to hear from Erica today. Uh, we got connected through Mappy Hour. If you don't know what Mappy Hour is, check it out. Uh, it's a great community here in Chicago and around the States. I'm super though excited to hear about uh, her trip. Uh, she took it a little ways back, so more to come. As we begin to get to know uh, Erica just a little bit more, we're gonna play a quick round or two of One Gotta Go. You know the drill. Um, Make sure you hear all four options. Choose one to cut out of your world or out of the world in general. Uh, we're gonna start with a classic fast food. Which one gotta go? All right. We got Taco Bell, Burger King, McDonald's, or Chick-fil-A. Which one gotta go? Easy answer, Burger King. Yo, well, she <laughs> says easy answers. <laughs> Tell us why, Erica. You know, a funny story, um, my wife and I had this long battle about which was better, Burger King or Taco Bell, because that's kind of always been our go-to, like, road trip food or late night food, if, you know, we've been drinking a little bit, but um, we, there, in, near us in our neighborhood, there's a Taco Bell Burger King side-by-side, -side, no. and one night we had the battle where we pulled into Burger King, got a burger, <laughs> she got her order, we went to Taco Bell, I got my order, which is a vegetarian Crunchwrap Supreme beans instead of meat. Very good. Um, mm. So, anyways, we did the battle, and she 100% changed to a Taco Bell or that. Interesting. Yeah. On your vegan punch, crunch wrap? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Crunch wraps are good. Crunch wraps are like, I think that that's one of those things where it's like, you got to try to make those at home. That It looks super hard, but yeah. blancharlo, you're good to go. <laughs> like, mm, super tasty. <laughs> so, I would say, though, I don't know. Like, it's only for me, I'll say this in the same scenario when it's like nothing else is open is when I hit Taco Bell or when you're on the road. I can't just roll in the Taco Bell like cold at like five on a Friday. Yeah. Not my thing, not my thing. Yeah, same. And, <laughs> but I'm like extra bad and I always have, like I have to get a Mountain Dew if I'm eating Ooh, Taco Bell too. Right. Which is like the only time I ever allow myself to drink Mountain Dew. So if you're gonna go hard, you gotta go hard. <laughs> Erica, we are friends. Cause that's exactly how I think. Cause I used to drink Mountain Dew all the time as a kid. And then like, yes. that's now the only times when I yes. will ever put that to my lips one gotta go insect edition you've heard it before gnats mosquitoes roaches or spiders which one gotta go i i will i won't do the play the card where i say they all have to go but <laughs> i they can all go i'll that, pick uh, mosquitoes probably because i just love camping and those things are just the worst they're the worst they're everywhere <laughs> they're everywhere one right answer to that question that question is undefeated yes. there is one right answer last question is a fresh one good one though right which nick cage movie has to go <laughs> national treasure one national treasure two 
Gone in 60 Seconds or The Family Man? All of them. <laughs> Why? No, no, National Treasure 2. I don't know. It's just don't mess with the classic, you know? Okay. <laughs> I hear you. Sequels aren't always better. Yeah. Right? Sometimes just just rewind and replay. <laughs> just rewind and replay. I hear you. Nick Cage also had some movies that weren't on that list, uh, partially because they shouldn't be on any list. They should exist. So those ones are on the list. We'll see uh, if he makes any new uh, bangers. We'll see. Another question, tr travel question, mountains or beach, Erica? Mm, it's hard. I will say mountains, um, mostly because I haven't seen a ton. Um, mm. I get beach access here in, Mich in Michigan, Lake Michigan, so, you know, Chicago's lacking on the mountain front, so um, mountains always surprise me and amaze me. Dang, grass is always greener, right? What you don't have, you always want a little bit more of. And I'm with you on that. Mountains all the way. I just was in Colorado, and even though the threat of snow was there, and it did snow on my one-man tent, uh, it was worth it. That mountain view in the morning, that mountain view in the evening, that mountain view at supper time, with mountains on the table, you can have mountains anytime. <laughs> so it was awesome. Today's episode is brought to you by Fulton, a modern brand of arch support. Fulton launched the most comfortable and supportive sustainable insole on the planet. Fulton insoles have a deep heel cut and comfortable arch support that aligns your body from head to toe. They're made using sustainable materials like vegan cactus leather and cork, allowing them to mold to the shape of your arch and provide customized support. They're also shock absorbing, reducing the impact on the body and they're lined with natural foam to make them extra comfortable. This is not your average insole. Fulton is offering our listeners $10 off your next purchase at walkfulton.com by using the code POD10. That's code POD10 for $10 off at walkfulton.com. Check out the website to see how Fulton can support you. All right, Erica, so the time is now. Set the stage, tell us about your trip. Yeah, I have taken a trip that is one to remember, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I went to France um, for a road trip through the south of France uh, with my partner, and it was because we were flying, it was last October in 2019, two October, oh man, time, I can't remember. Time, time is weird when you live <laughs> yeah. in a time capsule. Yes, um, so yeah, I guess it was 2019, October 2019 is when we went and flew to Barcelona for a cousin's wedding and tried to make the most of the cross um, world, you know, crossing the world to yeah. get there. And when you're so, across the pond, you, yeah. you play. <laughs> you play for a little while, then you come back. Yeah, so we decided to, you know, after the wedding, instead of spending time in, in Spain and Barcelona, a big city, we really wanted to venture to small towns um, throughout the south of France and make a week-long road trip out of it. Um, and so, yeah, we picked three cities that made a little circle uh, north of the the Spain, Spain, France border, hmm. and we rented a car uh, and we took a trip up there. Cool. How did you all choose which cities? Was it kind of just like a natural, this is a route that we want to take on a major highway, or was it more, we have these four or five dream destinations and we got to hit them all? Yeah. I think the way we chose was a combination of things. Um, 
the big one was finding destina destinations, both city and accommodations that we were staying in that were really exciting and, and different and new. Uh, the other thing was making sure we weren't driving in missing out on the opportunity to explore the small towns that we were going to. So we tried to pick, you know, a couple of hours each day and something that would take us through some countryside, but also drop us off along the way to some small towns. So we ended up picking three cities, like I said. Um, one was called Fitu. It's a little wine town um, about two, two hours and 45 minutes north of Barcelona, Spain. Um, right, We took a coastline drive, which was really pretty, and we saw the ocean the whole time um, getting to the town, so it was really awesome. Uh, the second city we stayed in was called Carcassonne. It's a medieval, uh, there's a giant medieval castle there, one of the largest in the world, and Whoa. we Carcassonne. stayed at a very cool Airbnb, which I can get into in a little bit. And also a, a town, you know, driving back down south at the border of Spain, France, called Serralong, another small mountain town, uh, cute little Airbnb as well. Um, so it was a really well-rounded trip for a lot of reasons. Um, and yeah. Dang, that sounds pretty baller. I mean, so just want to make sure I understand the scene, understand the setting that we're in. You all were over there for something else, right? You and your partner uh, for a wedding, you said? Mm -hmm. Uh, and you were in a situation where you were just trying to make the most of those plane tickets, right? Days over there, kind of make it worth it. So then you decided to rent and just kind of like travel around. But pro tip, take your time, right? Rule number seven, um, always take your time. Yeah. Um, so they decided to take their time. They got there and they were like, we're not going to just drive for miles, right? We're going to drive for uh, destinations, right? And for experience. And it sounds like you really have some stories to tell yeah so we're excited to hear yeah awesome. cool sweet sweet uh yeah so one of the first places i want to mention about one of the small towns we went to um in, was fitu and um the unique thing about us going in october to this small town in france is that this town was is mostly known for wine being wine in the heart of the wine country in southern france so from what I understand from talking with people who've been there before is that usually when you go to this town, there's, you know, tourists, both local and from abroad, coming there to try all the different wineries and drive through the wine country. Um, and when we got there, there it was crick it was crickets. Like So Fee 2 yeah, was like Fee 2 was nobody. Nobody was there. <laughs> Um, I swear we were probably like one of two traveling, you know, couples like visiting mm -hmm. this town. And I think honestly, Which isn't people always were a confused. bad thing. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it was great. And, That's cool. you know, it was to the point where we like didn't, we couldn't find dinner for the night at like a oh, restaurant. Um, so we had to like drive to another town because literally all the doors were shut to oh, this town. Um, so it was, it was a learning curve to like mm -hmm. realize, oh, like, you know, to, like these tourist towns really do actually shut down like these giant old like wooden doors on these like little yeah. you know cottage type like homes and restaurants were just shut and like locked and and it was an interesting experience so Dang. um but yeah it was the cool thing about fee too when we were the only ones there was like these cobblestone streets like um were just empty and we can just wander and explore and um you know, drink wine for very cheap, and um, which I mm -hmm. maybe assume is more expensive in the non, you know, in, in the in the peak, you know, travel season. So, uh, really cool opportunity to see a new town um, that usually would be crowded, and it wasn't at the time we were there. That's what's up. Anything else that stands out about B two? Were you able to like have any incredible finds or like some kind of like 
architecture. I know that the times that I've been in Europe, even when things were closed, it was interesting still just to be able to uh, kind of marvel at the mundane a little bit. Yeah, yeah, there was... The, the mundane was beautiful like yeah. you know taking the time to like because there wasn't much to do and like shops yeah. to go into just look at the For buildings sure, yeah. and just like you know see see how normal people were going about their day who lived there i'll say the one really awesome experience we had in fitu was um finding this little oyster and fresh seafood shack um and it was, I found this because, and this is what I do on a lot of trips, is I'll spend a lot of time researching on Instagram um, mm-hmm. where to go. So I'll like geo search, you know, V2 uh, France on Instagram, find people who have tagged themselves there, kind of go down a rabbit hole of like yeah. looking at pictures. If I see a picture, click into it, that's see if they geo tag the restaurant. So that's how I found this tiny oyster shack was just like diving into the depths of geotagging. Which that's rule number 13. Always do your research. <laughs> it's Boom. controversial to like geotag things because it's like, are you giving away secrets? Yeah. But I'm very thankful to these people. Um, yeah. And it's always like tread lightly, just like if you were camping, right? Yeah. You know, don't just kind of like barrel in here, do your thing and then like rush out. Really yeah. like take your time and you know, value the space, tip, do whatever. Yeah. Right? And yeah that's what we tried to do and it was a little scary you know my partner speaks some french like she majored in spanish minored in french so we could get by a little bit i'm helpless over here like while she's trying to talk to the waiter (laughs) but we ended up getting like six oysters like a set of four mussels some clams all raw with two glasses of white wine a loaf of our own bread that was fresh baked like butter it was all like nine dollars american so like really cool experience really cheap mm-hmm. really you know we're the only ones out there and we got to sit on the back patio and like watch the fishing boats come in with all of the oysters and fresh shellfish that is a find yeah that sounds like a dream so yeah if i can get the name of that later i think we'll throw that <laughs> in the show notes for sure because yeah. we've only been to france um once or i've only been once to marseille um, but we will be back because as some of you already know, I'm moving to Spain in a little while. Wow. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited to learn about that. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, we'll be in Madrid. That's that's one of the impetus beside, behind this show is just trying to, like, open people up to different places um, because I'm sure I'll have a lot of best and worst trips while we're out there. Um, but any other cities on that first kind of leg of your journey that you were able to hit that kind of stand out or any other names you want to drop as far as things that we can research or dive into? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the second city we stopped in, which was at the halfway point, like the top of the circle that we were looping, was Carcassonne. Um, Carcassonne. And I didn't mention this before, but our trip is, it was 430 miles. So this Mm. was maybe around like mile 200 in in, um, 15, if I'm doing my math correctly. (laughs) Um, And so this little little town as well, little, um, was or has one of the largest uh, medieval castles in mm, the world um, and it's actually based off of the board game carcassonne i don't know if you've played it no uh, but it i love board, board games game. this yeah. is getting better and better dude <laughs> so we didn't know that before we went and then we told friends we were going they're like oh, oh like carcassonne the board game and it is actually a castle board game that you oh can play. So man we do so own is, it now what is it like if you want to just take like a little sidebar is it like a hexes game like like kind of more of a like it's settlers kind or of like, like settlers a, okay yeah it's you know you you build you worked you work as a you work not as a team on your own but all of the people are contributing to building out the city mm-hmm. so everyone's turn kind of impacts another kind of like settlers Got where it, you build yeah. roads this you're yep. building city walls it and limits or in, yeah, yeah enhances yeah, yeah. so cool. yeah so Dang, we Carcassonne. yeah we chose to stay in an airbnb that was a 
former market stall for this town. Um, and it was cool because we were, you know, the window to it, we used to be where they would open the stall door and like, like give out fruits and vegetables and foods at the market. So it was kind of like cool to step back and like picture what it was like back mm -hmm. then and just walk up the hill and be in the castle like Damn. 10 minutes later. That's really crazy. Yeah. So you were able to be in the castle. It wasn't just like kind of like a walk around. It was more of like a, yeah. almost like an Alhambra kind of thing where you're able to walk through, see things, take pictures, kind yeah. of get the view from both sides. Yeah. It That's was incredible. Definitely one of the most touristy parts of our trip, mm, but castles, it was, dude. yeah, I mean, we, you paid for the like headsets and we were super nerdy. <laughs> oh, oh, you and, were, you were one of those yeah. people. Nice. <laughs> but it was really cool to like learn about the history. Like nope. it's not every day I get to walk through a castle. So like I wanted to learn about yeah. it and it was definitely worth it. And this place is huge. Like mm. it was an entire city built within walls. So That's it was, insane. it wasn't like we were on top of other people. Like it was a really cool mm. experience and we still got that like touristy feel a little bit on our trip. So no tour guides, just to make sure if I ever go to Carcassonne, which this sounds pretty awesome, um, so I might consider it. Like, so it's not a tour guide, guided tour kind of thing. It's like you plug your headset in, or is it QR codes or some yeah. form of that or whatever? Well, I would say like two thirds of the whole complex, this whole citadel, I think they call it, mm. um, is free to roam. Mm -hmm. You don't pay to walk in. You just go and oh, tour. Um, and then there's certain parts that are restricted, so we paid mm. a little bit more to go in like the quarters where you could walk into the buildings and like have the headset with the plug-in um mm -hmm. so it wasn't like you plugged into a wall or anything you're just walking almost like listening to a podcast in a way while Got listening it. to hearing about what parts of the castle um were doing serving what purpose during the time that's really wild that's very like game of thrones like throwing the word yes. citadel <laughs> out there like mm, miss it <laughs> miss that show that's yeah. really cool yeah. erica thank you so much yeah i appreciate it so carcassonne was good fee two was awesome mm -hmm. anything else on that leg or yeah well, yeah tell us more I think there was just one more experience that we had there that I think other people can learn from mm. and it's not like you know groundbreaking mm. in any by any means but we did walk around Carcassonne a little bit and we ended up finding one of our favorite things to do is find breweries and drink beer so we found a little bottle shop outside of town um, that was just like an American bottle shop where they have craft beers and mm. we sat down and they poured us a beer and we were just sitting there and That's I mustered wild. up the courage to go ask the woman who thankfully spoke English because Courtney <laughs> refused to do it okay. just what her favorite brewery was and if there were any around um, around this area and yeah. there happened to be one about the halfway point to our next destination mm. and so it was really cool to get a local recommendation and try and ask in a way that wasn't like we were trying to be as respectful as possible to yeah. like not sniff out like locals just we're basically like we're heading in this direction like anything you would recommend mm -hmm. so um yeah it was it was really cool and we ended up stopping at that brewery on our way right. um down to um Sarah Long which was our third stop Sarah Long okay so it was kind of between the two yeah. Awesome. Anything about beer in France that stands out? I guess, mm -hmm. like, I think about things regionally sometimes, like, around wines and different types of beer. And I don't really have a box in my head when I think of France and beer. Mm -hmm. So is there anything yeah. I should know? Or? I... I we drank a lot of saisons okay. when we were in France, so Sweet. I think I think saisons originated 
in France. Probably not. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like a pretty French word. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So we had a lot of Cezanne, which is like a light-bodied wheat beer, mm -hmm. but it has a lot more funkiness to it. Yeah, it's like, like a soury kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, some are it. sour, mm -hmm. some are more like heavy-bodied, but mm -hmm. most of them are like a very light hazy color mm -hmm. and and have a funky like farmhousey taste that's to it. super interesting saisons and like all these like sours it's like are kind of having their time like i think in the wake of which in the wake of is maybe a little bit strong like everyone's making ipas obviously mm -hmm. right so then these like saisons and sours are finding their own like stage i think in local breweries which is cool because even just the fact that you could say that i'm like i have an idea now what you mean when you say saisons yeah. but i didn't make that connection before yeah that gives me something to look forward to yeah. you know what i mean so because when i think beer especially in europe i'm like oh i need to get to you know germany or belgium and like, yeah. i know what i'm looking for in yeah. those spaces but, yeah. yeah for sure that's good no, I'm excited. We're going to have to catch up about where you can go, oh, <laughs> where else yeah. you can go. That and then where awesome. you go. <laughs> That's real. That Hopefully we can uh, document some some uh, some trip visits from this. I think that crossing that border and driving around in an indie camper or something sounds like my, my cup of tea. So yeah. that's really sweet. So then you were off to, you said, Sarah Long? Yeah, Sarah Long. It's a mountain town on the border of France and Spain. <sighs> Definitely will be somewhere you'll probably want to yes. go. We rented an Airbnb from there as well. It was the only place that we stayed in a like in a room connected to the ho the house that the owners lived in. Okay. So it was fine. I was like a little bit unsure of how that would go just because usually we like to rent our own place just to make so, sure. Privacy <laughs> but, uh, and distance. But it was yeah. totally cool and the people were so nice. They even set up a table for us in their backyard that was just in the middle of the mountains. Um, wow. And they gave us like local cheese and some dessert wine, like on a little platter. So I, I feel like that was a theme of France. Like people just went above and beyond to just mm. like, I wouldn't say they were like the most warm and friendly, like upfront, but like to definitely took care of you. Mm. Um, just because like, I don't know, I think we were nervous to talk to people cause we don't mm. speak fluent French. And yeah. so they therefore didn't say anything to us, but as soon as it came to like interacting and like staying with some of these hosts, like they were very generous and, and that experience was cool to have some local food, food and drink to have. That's legit. I have kind of an assumption in my mind. Um, what uh, is the status of these three spots? Are these like off the beaten path? Are they normal tourist destinations? Yeah. What's the vibe? I think it's hard to say. I didn't, you know, do too much research into like how many people go to these towns, but like these were truly tiny towns, mm -hmm. especially Saralong and Fitu. I think Carcassonne draws people for the for the castle, castle yeah. but. Um, I, I got the sense that Saralong is definitely not a place people go because it was like you've got to go through the mountains to get there. Mm -hmm. um, it's near the Pyrenees. But um, the, you know, the uh, Fitu destination, I think, was more crowded in, in non-off-season times. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I kind of ask for that idea of, like, you know, you're approaching this, you know, with some strong travel sensitivity, which I think is needed more, mm -hmm. especially in a world where people are starting to, A, um, you know, deal with you know, restrictions for COVID and then B, also just see things on Instagram. Like, I want to do this thing in the Maldives and I yeah. just need to make this picture happen, right? But it seems like y'all are traveling with a different level of consciousness, but I think that's being reflected by where you've chosen to go and how people are responding to you in those spaces. Yeah. So I think that that's like almost like a, like I wish that there was a leave no trace for travel mm -hmm. instead of like just for camping. Because yeah. I think that that idea would be in there. 
Yeah, for right. sure. And I, I mean, especially like Sarah Long, like other than having this Airbnb host, like you could get the sense when you're in the town that like these were just people like living their lives. So that mm -hmm. level of respect. And I think traveling yeah. with just the two of us is good too. Like, I don't know if, you know, people take giant group trips, but these wouldn't yeah. maybe be the towns that you want to like roll up with like seven people in your group and like yeah. being loud or like going out and drinking and like busting through the town at night. Like it, it felt like, you know, mostly just families living in these towns and, and that level of respect was definitely something we we're trying to keep in mind that's good i feel like the two words that keep coming to mind for me are quaint and connected mm. right it's like you're you're gonna make maybe some genuine connections maybe not anything lasting but because of the quaintness you're you're gonna make genuine connections not gonna be just fully transactional for the sure. whole time for which sure. is i think a cool way to travel yeah so that's really awesome yeah sweet sweet yeah, and then we made our way back to, um, you know, to Barcelona where we picked up our rental car. And I did want to just touch really quickly on the rental car situation. Um, <laughs> Is this, I also want to pause before you go into that. This whole first half sounds incredible. Yeah. Was there nothing bad about these three places? <laughs> I think the... The worst part is this, like, this rental All car All right, experience. so here's the turn. <laughs> Left turns into the rental car. It, Here it's we go. It's good and bad, you know. <laughs> um, I I think I'm cursed with rental cars. Ooh. Like, I don't think I've ever had an experience of a rental car sitch where it went mm -hmm. exactly how I wanted to. Never. Um, Never does. And so uh, renting from Europe was a whole nother level of uncertainty mm -hmm. about how it would go. And so we got off the plane. We walked to the airport, you know, car rental. Yeah. Um, and it turns out that, you know, we booked in advance having an automatic transition transmission because we don't know how to drive stick oh, and no. they didn't have one ready so the they good never news do. yeah and you had to pay in advance probably right <laughs> exactly it's crazy so we ended up having to sit at the airport for five hours which is better than not getting a car True. because our whole trip was road trip based um Dang, so you know we walk out to get to the car and up pulls like this midlife crisis like convertible oh. <laughs> i'm trying to think of what the like like a high-end convertible maybe or like you know not like a corvette or anything but mm. um what was are like the ferrari was it like no, a like miata almost like a like a buick like um convertible mm. like a okay. car, car like a car brand that you it was a european car brand so i okay. don't remember but not necessarily the fancest convertible, just like somebody who like, like a Volvo convertible. Yeah, or like some like if a minivan were a convertible or something, you know. Oh, yeah. um, so I mean, it was nice and it was cool, but definitely like we're, was not picturing renting a convertible, and that was yeah. the only car they had available in in stick. manual or, in, or that, that was not stick, manual. Yeah. So uh -huh. yeah, Dang. so we ended up taking this whole trip in a convertible. <laughs> <laughs> and what time of year is this? This was October. It was, okay. yeah, it was chilly. It was a little chilly. It was yeah. about like it is here. Um, okay. But it ended up being like a blessing in disguise because we were cruising through the mountains at times with like the top down. Where and you like, could just like bam, bam, yeah. bam, bam, bam. And on the coastline of yeah. France with like, you know, seeing the water. So Jealous, it's maybe changed my decision to actually rent a convertible if i ever feel like the adventure eric is saving for, for a convertible that's what that means. <laughs> no. but uh yeah not the best car for getting through the mountains or anything yeah. but oh man sense of adventure to like have mountains towering over you with the yeah. convertible so. i also have a, a car rental story when yeah. we went out we went out to zion and we get to las vegas and we were planning to sleep in the car for part of our trip mm -hmm. we wanted a minivan and we got a jeep wrangler 
instead mm. which was cool yeah right we could do some like different off-roady camping things gas awful uh, can't sleep in a jeep not with two dudes and all your stuff <laughs> so it was a different kind of trip but yeah. sorry go go i mean go that on. sounds like a fun like, sometimes the car rental you know maybe it it, it definitely adds a different level it is a, they should just make it a like a, a dice roll when yeah you get there, <laughs> True. literally because then nobody's to blame yeah. you know what you're getting when you show up yeah they know that it's going to be fun for you you know for sure i don't yeah. know think about it hurts yeah think about it so yeah this was you know i don't know if it's very clear but it was certainly my best trip i've ever taken um Sounds that awesome. sense of adventure of not knowing what was around the corner like not really knowing what to expect in these small towns but like embracing it for what it was yeah. and um yeah just you know flying you know by the seat of our pants like just you know when we didn't find a restaurant to eat at going to find something else and mm -hmm. you know when we had a convertible that we had to get up a dirt road in the middle of the mountains like we tried to make it work <laughs> you so you did it anyway yeah it That's was legit. yeah i awesome. think the challenges the few challenges there were really made it made it even more fun but overall it was just an awesome cool. adventure well i think that's a good spot to pause and just like marvel at good trips because good trips happen too you know good <laughs> trips happen too it sounds like this trip was incredible um i love this idea of crossing over that border grabbing the car like you know kind of doing your own thing and then even grabbing another rental car and making it happen but what was the moment that you knew that this trip through these three towns in the south of france was your best trip yeah it's so hard to decide but um there was one like what you were saying before like quaint like connected feeling i had when we were driving on that second leg of our trip once we went past carcassonne we were driving mm. down to sarah long we had known about this brewery and we were just starting to enter these tiny towns that this brewery was supposed to be in and I remember one of the roads we went down with, we had the top down the convertible at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and there were just like the picture perfect trees, like just in a row, like planted in a row, which that France had a lot of that picturesque, like scenery okay. going on. But Word. the sun was kind of like coming down for the day. Like we were driving through these perfectly aligned trees, like the top was down. And then, you know, we're going through this like tunnel of trees and we pull up this hill and then there's a turnoff for like this beautiful view of like the French countryside. And it's, Dude. I'll have to send you a picture of it because Definitely it was do. just beautiful, like rolling vineyard hills with mm. mountains in the background. Yes. And it was that simplicity of the trip of just being able to drive and explore. And mm -hmm. like that moment of seeing the view was really what made us realize like, wow, we're in a special place. That sounds it. Top down in France. I think that, that, that that's the best trip to, if you ask me. Yeah. So that's really awesome. Well, I appreciate you so much for sharing. Any quotes you have or live by? One of my favorite quotes is from just a female leader in the city, in the, in the city here. Mm. Uh, her name's Amanda Lannert. She says, um, don't be careless, care less. Mm. And I think this trip kind of embodied that in a way too. Like, you know, um, if you're planning a trip or if you're studying for an exam or if you're you know um you know thinking about how you're going to approach a project like you can put a lot of thought and time and energy and so you don't you want to you want to be you you want to think it through um but you also don't need to maybe make it such a big deal as you are sometimes when you're getting yeah. stressed out so it's a combination of you know caring but also letting go um so yeah don't uh, don't be careless but care less 
Yeah, I love that. That's a beautiful idea of investment, but also not like elevating yourself in that scenario or yeah. doing value assignments based on your, you know, your work mm-hmm. or what you do or yeah. how many followers you have. So <laughs> yeah, it's good. Sweet. Well, I appreciate getting to talk to you. Excited to hear about the half of this trip that we haven't on the back end with your partner, Courtney. Yeah. I can't wait. It's yeah. going to be great. Week two of the Europe trip. Week two on the way. <laughs> Best trip week two coming at you. It's going to be awesome. Stay tuned. Thanks again. For more Best Trip, Worst Trip, follow us on Instagram or subscribe to our YouTube page at Curate Curiosity. And remember, always finesse that like button. Have a great day.